0: This is Linda Sunshine West of Women Action Takers. If you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect.
1: You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about Masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the founder of Women Action Takers, Linda
2: Sunshine West. Linda talks about the seven-step process to breaking through fear. We get into how she had to relearn how to learn. And Linda talks about living life through your own filter. Check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Women Action Takers, Linda Sunshine West. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. I'm
0: excited to be here. And you know, nothing happens without action.
2: Absolutely. And I love the name of it and what you uh, continue to build out there. When the listeners realize all the value that you're bringing today and they either want to reach out to you personally or through social, what is the best place for them to connect with you?
0: The best place is well, Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are like my two go-tos. But let's say LinkedIn because Facebook sometimes bans me, you know, because I'm like taking too much action. They just can't stand it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons why we're building this thing over here is because you know the, the the Zuck and uh, what they're doing over there. But yeah, I love LinkedIn. I love connecting on LinkedIn. It's a it's a great place to know what you're there for. So check her out on LinkedIn. Look her up, and we'll have it in the show notes. Linda Sunshine West. All right. Well, let's 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 get rolling into this. You know, when you and I were younger. Our ability to learn has really changed from from, from our past till now. Uh, you know, originally it was our textbooks, teachers, and then that's family, friends, our coworkers, the people around us, but it's really a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today?
0: It's it's been interesting because I've had to relearn the way I learn. And what I mean by that is that, like you said, we had textbooks, you know, we carry a textbook around and get heavy and you leave it in your locker overnight or whatever. Went back in the days when we had lockers. And then, you know, I would I what I didn't realize at the time is that I am a person who learns by reading tactilely. So I'm a tactile learner. I didn't realize this until just recently when I started, you know, taking online courses and, and doing all these different ways of learning that were done digitally. And then I noticed that I wasn't retaining as much. Like I'm I'm almost 58, like I'll be 58 soon here. And I still remember some of the things I learned back in junior high school Spanish. And I have not spoken any Spanish at all since junior high school. So that's decades but that's because the way I learned, the way I learn is, you know, tactile. And so what I've realized with myself, because of the way I learn, I can't just, you know, take digital notes. I have to actually take hard copy notes. And even though it's like considered like old school, really, it's just a tactile way of learning. It has nothing to do with that. I'm old school. It has to do with that. That's how I learn, but I retain anywhere from 70, 80, 80% of what I learned because i realized that this is how I learn.
2: Yeah. And the, I, I call it the see it, touch it, feel it mentality is is how much more. And I remember one of the first people that we interviewed, Pat Carney, I don't know if that name rings a bell to you. And Pat talks about like why he takes pages of notes because, and then why he keeps reading back through them and what it takes to not only write it down, but then go back through it to actually make it a habit and make it implementable and how we actually learn that. So That I I love hearing that. I haven't heard that in a while, but it's so true. My handwriting's horrible. So sometimes I'm like, what does this mean? It's like bird, triangle, circle. And I'm like, I have no idea what it is.
0: It meant something at that time though.
2: (laughs) It it really isn't a bird, but maybe my handwriting looks like that.
0: Exactly. Well, your subconscious mind probably remembers what it is. You're just, you know, your conscious mind doesn't really remember it. So it's tapping into that, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm talking about what we're taking in. There's, there's, you know, continues to be more ways to learn, but it can be confusing. There's so many platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Google, YouTube, you know, on and on and on. Uh, Some people, they learn from an accountability buddy, others from a mastermind, from a coach, Uh, online courses, lots of ways to learn. Like you just pointed out, who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you find them?
0: You know, I'm constantly learning, and you're always looking for that that next thing to learn. I I love, I love growth. I love change. I'm one of those people who just loves to make a lot of changes. And currently, though, I like today, for example, I'm getting ready to interview the founder of a new platform out there called Hello Woofy, and it's a digital platform that helps you to do your social media uh, postings using artificial intelligence. And so that's what I'm currently in the process of learning. And I'm excited to learn even more today, you know, as I go and I interview him and, and learn more about the platform itself. But I'm just always looking for different ways to, you know, keep up on technology. Like, again, you know, even though I'm approaching 58 and I'm a boomer, you know, I'm a baby boomer, right? I like to say I'm a, a millennial in a boomer body because my mind is millennial. My thought processes are millennial. And I think like a millennial, I always want to learn more stuff, you know, more, um, like more technology, especially I love technology. And so just always diving into something new. So next week you could ask me and it'd be a completely different person, you know, because I'm always looking for something new to learn and just to keep, keep up on my skills, I guess.
2: Yeah. And I think that's important is to continue to refine your skills. You don't have to complicate it and buy all these systems, but you can simplify it and how it makes your life easier, the people around you and how you implement that. You know, you can you can like the technology you're talking about. It's like having an assistant that you have without having to have a full conversation right there is what it kind of sounds like a, a social media assistant to help you.
0: Yeah, that's it's it really is like that. Um I'm excited again to dive into it and then you ask like how did I how did I stumble upon this? I guess. Well, I was watching um, the founder being interviewed on somebody else's show. And I was like, Oh my God, that looks fascinating. So I went ahead and bought it and I started to play with it. So then I just found him on LinkedIn. I went out there and I was like, Hey, can I interview you? And so next thing you know, I'm interviewing the founder of that company. And it's a kind of like a startup. It's, It hasn't been around that long yet, you know? So I love to get in on the ground floor of different um, technologies just to learn them and see what they're all about. I love being a beta tester, you know, and going in and and helping to make platforms better and more interesting or what have you, just with any kind of input that I can give. Yeah, I just love it. I love it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why we appreciate that, you know, that we get to work with you and with what we're doing. So give the name of that one more time because I want to make sure the editors put that in the show notes. It's Hello Woofy.
0: Hello Woofy, W O O F Y dot com. I do have an affiliate link, so we can put that in there if you don't mind. Perfect. it you know it, absolutely yeah. it's cool because you know every opportunity here here's the thing is um there's a lot of products that you use, you know, and you are referring these products. So if you think about it, why not when you refer get paid for it, right? So it's just like um what what I do with affiliate links is cool because Every time I find a product that I like, I first thing I do is I look to see if they have an affiliate program because I'm going to share this anyway. So let's see if they do have an affiliate program. One year, my very first year of doing affiliate type of products, you know, where I started sharing links to different products and stuff, I made $18,000 in one year without even knowing what I was doing just because I would attach the link. I was like, Hey, I'm talking about this thing. Here's the link, you know? So it just goes to show that there is opportunities for us to make additional, you know, side income without even having any extra effort.
2: Nice. Love it. Love it. And that's, that's a valuable lesson to learn right there. And something I'm sure that maybe you know a little bit more about, and you can help the people that you work with understand how to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah. So not only do I teach them how to take advantage of it from that aspect, but also from their own aspect, creating their own affiliate programs so that their friends and family or what have you will share their information out. Because, you know, I, I like I love paying out affiliate fees. It's fun because, first of all, I mean, I brought somebody else in to work with me. And they're doing the work with me. And then why not pay the person who sent them my way? And it's cool because I could write, like today, actually, I'm going to be writing a $500 check to somebody who literally probably spent five minutes introducing me to somebody. And they're going to make $500 for that.
2: Yeah, that doesn't stink.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. And I yeah. love writing it. So it's like, it's fun to write the check.
2: <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, talking just about people in general, I think we get stuck in our head and sometimes we don't know how to execute you know, what we're looking to do. What do they say? You can't see, uh, you can't see the the picture through the frame. You can't see the tree through the forest. You know, we're still going through a pandemic, but to me, it's causing a reset and how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to reset and get unstuck? See the, see the tree through the forest.
0: You know, it's funny. Masterminds, I I've, I've run my own mastermind for four and a half years. And it's like all women mastermind. And what I love about masterminds, whether you're the facilitator or you're in the hot seat or what have you, no matter where you are, you can learn something if you have an open mind to learn. So I've noticed though, that sometimes, sometimes I'll show up with a closed mind. And why am I showing up with a closed mind that day? I don't know. Something happened. um, Somebody rubbed me the wrong way, whatever. It doesn't matter. I showed up with a closed mind and I didn't learn anything that day but the days that i show up with an open mind and an open heart and an open soul this is what i believe is really important that we show up with all three of those open you know you will learn something from somebody there that day and it gets you thinking on a different plane like i just left one of my mastermind sessions with my women and um it was cool because as you know as you're speaking you can see their minds moving <laughs> like you can literally see the the gears you know just turning on and be like, oh, I get it. Like when people look up into the sky, right? It's really because they're they're trying to figure something out, trying to figure out how to piece together what they just heard. And masterminds, what I love about it is they say, you know, one plus one equals 11. And that's because as I say something, you hear it and you hear it through your own filter, through your own life, your own past. And then usually you're like, oh, this is what I heard. And then you regurgitate it back into a different way, maybe. And then I hear what you say. And the next thing you know, we're going back and forth and we're both growing from the information that each other is sharing for, you know, their perspectives.
2: Yeah, it's, it's how it pertains to, to me, you know, when I'm taking what you're doing. And I, I one of the things that I've tried to do, as opposed to taking credit or saying, well, hey, you know, I say, hey, this is who I heard it from. This is how it pertained to me. And they probably heard it from someone else. So, hey, it might be a little different from how you're going to take. We have to be responsible in the information that we take in and then how we relay it to the people that are around us, because if they weren't there in that moment, we're giving it to them how it was to us.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And we can only I mean, if you think about like family dynamics is a, a great example. And then we're talking about masterminds, probably relation to business, but still there's mastermind in a family, too. But with family dynamics, you know, you you grow up with this family. You're in this family. You have the same sort of experiences, but through a different mindset, through a different uh, view, because you're seeing it from your perspective not theirs. Even if you're sitting right next to each other, you'll, you're still seeing the same thing in a different perspective. So next thing you know, you know, life goes on. You grow. Everybody grows, and, and we start to kind of like morph into you know our own human beings who we are. And even though we had the same childhood growing up it's still things are changing as we go on. And now I'm living my life through my own filter. You know, I like to call it that. I've heard that term before, you know, living life through your own filter. So as you say something to me, it can land on me completely differently than you said it because I heard it through my own filter. And it's interesting, my husband and I had a situation like this just recently where he said something and I got a little bit, like my feelings got a little bit hurt. And then I looked at him and I said, You didn't mean it this way, did you? He goes, no, not at all. Like, what did it? Where did that come from? You know what I mean? It's like I had something in my mind that made me interpret what he said in a completely opposite way than he meant it. And then my sensibility kicked in, and I said he didn't mean it that way at all. He didn't mean it to hurt me. Like that's not what he said at all. So it's it's all in how we hear what's said as to how we can use it.
2: And you could have two people, one family member one mentor, coach, mastermind, they could say the same thing, same dialect, same tonality. And we take it different ways because we have a pre-existing story here and a less of a story over here. And there's so many times why I'm, why I clapped and the audience couldn't see that, but it's because I'm like, yes, I need to like, that is so important for me to hear and everybody else to hear.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Lee, how many times have you hold somebody something over and over and over again, like ad nauseum, right? And then they heard it from their friend for the first time ever. And they're like, oh my God, you should hear what Joan said. She said this. I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you that for like five years. Like, that's what you really want to say. You know, it's really not the best thing to say. But, and the reason for that is because uh, there's a saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So now, you're still the student, right? Because you're learning this from whoever it is that's telling you over and over and over and over again, but you're not ready to hear it yet. You might not be ready to hear it for 20 years, but it's not until that exact person you needed to hear it from shows up that that's when you actually learn it.
2: Yeah. I love it. That is, that is so important to take, take that in and realize that. So we don't start throwing daggers at the people that maybe aren't listening at that (laughs) time. All right. Uh, you know, we're in the world of masterminds and hey, this is the mastermind effect. And, uh, you know, they've been around for a long time. If you think about it, the first mastermind was probably the apostles. And then you had, you know, Benjamin Franklin creates the Junto Club, the Leather Apron Club. And then the guy Napoleon Hill writes a book, kind of rounds it out. So people understand the word mastermind as there continues to be such a large boom And self-education, where do you see the parallels going between self-education and standard education going forward?
0: Mm, I don't know if it's a topic that we should really talk about because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, standard education, when I look at it, you know, I started looking at it probably about two, three years ago. I'm like, oh my God, they created the best business model ever. Every, at least in the U.S., right? Everybody has to go to school. They have to start at kindergarten. Everybody has to go through 12th grade, you know, unless you drop out. But let's say the majority of people will graduate from 12th grade. And then all those 13 years, educators are prepping you to spend money to go to college and to get all these loans. And then they're prepping you to go to like not only the four-year college, then they want you to go to this. And it's just continual, like sending us down this path of, of education. And then when you get out of school, you can't even get a job working at a fast food place because there's too many people standing in line waiting to get that fast food job. So that's my take on it. And I just like, it is the best business model out there though, because the majority of people are, are sent like brainwashed to think that they have to go down this path.
2: Yeah, no, it's like the continual hamster wheel. You don't get to get off until they say you can get off. And (laughs) at a minimum, it's like 18. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At a minimum. At a minimum, I learned more the first year as an entrepreneur than I learned all the previous. I didn't become an entrepreneur until I was 51. So the previous 51 years, I learned more in that one year than I did the previous
2: 51 years. Yeah. It's it's amazing what it can do. And I, I, you know, I don't want to say, Hey, you know, everyone should go out there and be an entrepreneur. I'm not, we're not saying that, or we're not, not saying not at all. But the reality is, is I think when you find out who you surround yourself with the mentality, continue to learn through self-education, you you can get yourself and slowly ease into that, you know? And I think this next generation and why I say that is that we've got a six-year-old, the entrepreneurial spirit and understanding that in a family that that's what we've built, you know, everything around, it's starting to, he's starting to soak in because he's asking us questions all the time. When did you start your first business? What was this? How do I do this? I want to solve a problem. Like, it's amazing. I think what we're going to see out of this next generation, because we see this $50 billion a year industry currently, that's going to 150 to $200 billion a year, move forward. The behemoth is just going to take over.
0: Definitely. Because as more people start to tap into that creativity or to tap into, you know, the, you know, i I need to make some money a different way, especially with the pandemic. You know, so many people lost their jobs. They were relying on the income from these jobs. One of my favorite restaurants called Sue Plantation, you know, it closed down about the second month of the pandemic. And I was like, they could have done something different. Like, I, could, I can visualize what they could have done in their business to make it work, you know? And so those companies that are still standing today, especially the restaurants, they've had it hit really hard, right? but those restaurants that are still standing today they kept the entrepreneurial spirit alive by tapping into the what can we do to pivot what do we need to do in order to keep this going you know i want to do i want to keep this business do i not want to keep this business and making those tough decisions but in addition all the other people that have lost their jobs have had to figure out different ways to generate revenue cuz you know, maybe unemployment wasn't going to cut it. It wasn't going to be enough money to last. Like, how are you going to pay your mortgage? How are you going to pay your rent and pay for food and all that? It's just, you know, the necessity of this is the mother of invention. You know, it's a popular saying, and it's so true that so many different businesses have come out of this pandemic. And I believe that so much... Um, so much creativity has also been blossomed in people that probably didn't really know that they had that in them.
2: Yeah, no, I, I not to go too far down a rabbit hole with businesses and and what the, the the what happened throughout this continued pandemic. I think it exposed an already existing problem that the businesses. You know, we say people live paycheck to paycheck. I think business a lot of businesses out there were living paycheck to paycheck, and they were just relying upon the status quo, and this really just expedited an already existing deep-seated problem in small business.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. 100% agree with that. What are they going to do now, though? You know, only time will tell.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Join a mastermind. Get a coach. That's right. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know. All right. And speaking of those people, typically when they do decide to invest in their future, they've got a better than vague idea, you know, of, of what the outcome, what the expectations can be what should people expect when they enter Linda's reality and work with you inside your mastermind?
0: Oh, I love that question. Cause what, you know, as you go through your entrepreneurial journey and you're trying to figure out, you know, where do I fit in? What is my, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And, and it's been, you know, a probably good, four or five years of me trying to figure all of that stuff out because I've been in corporate for 36 years. You know, I had 49 jobs in corporate and my last job was working for a judge. So, you know, I was very streamlined in everything I did in my job, but that was only one tiny aspect of the business, like the business that we were running, the law firms. I was just one tiny aspect of it. So when I became an entrepreneur, I had to jump out and, and become everything, you know, from sales. Oh my God, I was terrified to do sales, but now I'm not, you know, I like it now, but you know, sales to marketing, to language, to videos, to all these different things, you know, I had to jump into because I didn't know what my forte was and I didn't know how I could fit in and all of this stuff. So what's cool about it is I bring all those years of experience into the mastermind, but I bring the, one of the most important skills that I believe that you can have as a human being is that listening skill is I can hear what people aren't saying. And that's a skill that, you know, I had to hone in on. I didn't start off that way. I had to learn how to hear what they're not saying because my clients, um, most of them, the majority of them are technologically challenged, right? They, those are their words, not mine by the way and i love technology and i i've been teaching technology since i was 16 years old my very first job i was always the trainer so i love being able to kind of decipher you can see what's going on in their head you know if you're really really listening you can see what's going on in their head and you can see that they're not getting something and then making that shift to be able to explain it in a way that it it, it makes sense to them so now they can go what take action because nothing is going to happen without them taking that action. So that's the thing I think that is the, you know, the secret sauce that I bring to the mastermind because you know, you can join any mastermind and you're going to get a lot of great information, you're going to get a lot of great action steps to take, but are they really hearing what you're saying? I don't know, but I know that that's one of my my greatest skills. And then teaching that technology piece, that's I think the biggest thing that my clients
2: get from me. When you're, when you're in a mastermind, you have to take action. You have to take a step forward because when you're taking a step forward, you can't go in two directions at one time. You can't go forwards and backwards. So at least you're moving the needle and, and working with someone like you and who you surround yourself with uh, allows people to take that action and see results. We are responsible, the most important investment in your life, greater than the stock market, greater than the housing market. I'm in both of those, but you can't control them. You can control the ROI on yourself. You can control the ROI when you work with Linda and and the mastermind of what you continue to build.
0: Yeah. And it's also, you know, like having a coach, a mastermind, a mentor, any of those, you know, they will be able to see if you're going down the wrong path. Because, yeah, you can't go in, in two separate directions, but you can be going in the wrong direction. And if you're going down the wrong path, they can say, hold on a second. You know, I, I see what you're doing. It, this." might not work for you because I've done this and it didn't doesn't work or are you going to make a tweak maybe that makes it better but they can see that so for example you know it's on my the call today recently and you know one of the women asked me a question and I was like well here's what we can do and then I had to ask her more questions though to find out if this was really the right path and that's what I did you know we really dove deep to make sure that what it was that she the result that she wants to get, that we're going to go down the quickest path so that she could launch her because she's going to get ready to launch a program. So she wanted to launch it, you know, next week. I say, well, we can totally do that. I just need to know what you want to do with it. You know, let's get you there. Yeah. So that's one thing about coaches, mentors, you know, mastermind, you know, people who, who have been there, done that, they can shorten your time frame, which shortens your money spend, which shortens your frustration and aggravation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Shortening that pain point, not bedazzling that bridge, cutting out the noise, find that sick. I mean, like it's all right there. It's all right there when you realize you need to invest in yourself. So you know, speaking of the person that you were talking about, maybe we can share that one. Uh, I feel that people have a way of surprising us from time to time, whether it's their willingness to learn, their grit, the grind, whatever it is. Would you mind sharing a success story of someone that has gone through your mastermind and what was the outcome because they were a part of it?
0: Oh, I just got a little bit emotional when you asked me that. And the reason is because One of my favorite stories of one of my mastermind um, clients was Amanda. Amanda had two kids, had been married for about eight years or so when she first joined the mastermind. And when I met her, she had been married for seven years and she wasn't happy. She wasn't happy in her marriage, but she had the two little boys. And what I didn't know at the time was, I'll save that for last. Hold on a second. Bear with me a second Okay. So Amanda is going through the mastermind. She uh, has a bookkeeping business and she had been running a bookkeeping business for, you know, several years, five or six years or something like that. And, um, she was having struggles getting clients. And so we sat down and we talked about it and I did some one-on-one coaching with her also in addition to the mastermind, but found that she really didn't like most of her clients. You know, she was having a hard time, but they weren't paying on time. She had to chase them down to get her payments. Um, She was a bookkeeper. So she needed their, their paperwork and stuff. They weren't giving, you know, they were just really hard to work with. So it was, it was really on her mind, you know, how challenging her business was. And she felt like giving up and going back to working in corporate, but she also didn't want to do that because she had the two boys. Okay. So, Fast forward, I worked with her for, a, you know, less than a uh, six months, less than six months. And by the time that six months was to that point, you know, I, we were talking about her clients and I said, you know, you have a couple options. You can keep going with those clients or you can fire some of your clients and make room for clients that are more positive, that will pay your bills, this and that. And of course that terrified her, you know, like, why would I want to, you know, uh, fire my clients? So she ended up deciding to fire one of her clients. That was really a pain in the butt, you know? So she fired that one client. And then within two days, she got two new clients. She had raised her rates and they were people who were going to, you know, paying on time and all this stuff. Well, fast forward about another three months, she had gotten rid of all of her negative clients, had completely replaced them with new clients, tripled her rate, So she was at $30 an hour. Now she's at $90 an hour. And all of this happened in that short period of time because I walked her through every single step. And, And here was the kicker for me is the day she came to me, she said, you didn't know this, but for the last seven years, I've been on government aid. Today, I'm no longer on government aid for the first time in seven years. And I don't need to rely on my husband's income. I'm gonna leave him. She'd been unhappy for for almost 10 years. So I don't you know, encourage the divorcing or anything like that, but I encourage a happy life. I encourage a happy life. So Amanda now is getting ready. She sent me a picture yesterday that her divorce was finally final, that um, she's getting married to this new man that she met and her boys love the new guy. She is so ecstatically happy. Her business is thriving. So she went from government aid to thriving in her life and her business huge success story. That's my favorite one.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and, and and that that gives me goosebumps. And I, w- I want you to sit, sit there as, as a listener and realize Amanda was on government aid and still was investing in herself. Now I know there's, there's, there's stories behind Amanda and stories behind other people. So I understand, I'm not trying to sit there and say, well, if she's doing it, you should, but I want you to really think about that. And, and and it is liberating when you can, and it's scary, but it's liberating when you can fire clients and say, listen, our MVV, our mission, vision, and values just are not aligned. It opens up the opportunity to let in those that they do.
0: Yeah, it opens up the, the positive energy, you know, because any kind of negative energy in our lives, whether it's us causing it or it's outside forces that we're taking on and we're like having, letting them stop us. Like, for example, the marriage wasn't happy. Right. So she already had some negative energy everywhere. She went anytime she was near her husband, she was not happy. And then that boiled down to the kids, which boiled down to her business. Right. So this, like, you know, stuff rolls downhill, you know? And so now what happened was by her releasing one negative client, she released this just negativity that she was holding onto and let go of it. And then, you know, she just made room for more positivity. So then as she let go of more negativity, more positivity came in. So now she's overflowing with positivity, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, but we allow it to happen. And, you know, you might be sitting there saying like, well, I don't allow this stuff to happen in my life. And there's a point of responsibility where you take responsibility for your own life, whether it's your own education or it's your own happiness really we do have 100% control because something we can do we can up and leave when i left my first husband i literally had a 4 week old on my in a little baby carrying case i had a 14 month old on my hip i had a diaper bag and a purse no car i literally walked out and i realized that i was repeating my mom's life my mom wasn't a, didn't have a happy life at all so i didn't want to repeat that so what happened i made a decision And I changed. We all have the opportunity to do that as human beings.
2: Yeah, we do. It's in our control. Again, I understand outside influences that we don't have the whole picture and what we're saying, but it's there. Being in a mastermind, you have the people around you that will support you, that will be there for you. They can help you see around a corner. They can help before you step in a landmine and blow yourself up,
1: Yeah,
2: figuratively, of course. Yes, of course. (laughs) So, you know, as, as I've got a few more questions as we, you know, get closer to the end here. We talk on the solo shows a lot about success and what does it take to be successful I right? the few attributes to it and you know are mentorship uh experimentation partnership willingness to fail and on the flip side willingness to define success because when you define success you have an essence defined failure and that's why a lot of us we just don't do it what do you feel is a key attribute in being successful
0: i i love this because success means something different to everybody you know some people place you know wildly successful Wild success is you know lots of money in the bank account. Well, I know some millionaires and billionaires who are not happy in their personal life. So would we consider them successful financially? yes, but maybe not personally. you know, whereas me myself, like I've been with my husband for 32 years, I'm very fortunate and we're both extremely happy. Well to me, that's success. That's a form of success. Am I a, a billionaire or a millionaire? No, not yet, not yet. But you know, I strive for that, right? So to me, success, like everybody has to define that for themselves. What does that mean for you? Does that mean that you wake up in the morning without pain? Is that considered a successful day? I had fibromyalgia for a couple of years. And it got to the point where one day I was not able to lift my arm to even roll out of bed. I had to have my husband help me get out of bed. And so I made a decision that day to do something different with my life in order to change that. So I've had the success of now, I don't have that pain anymore, right? So success is completely different for everybody. So me, I define success by, did I have a good day? Did I, am I happy today? You know, am I experiencing um pure joy while I'm on this planet because my mom 2 weeks before she passed away she said to me I've lived my life with so many regrets you make sure you go out there and you live the rest of your life with no regret and because of that I've been on this journey to make sure that I enjoy every single day of my life and that's the path I'm on and to me that is success as long as I can enjoy my life every single day
2: yeah what an amazing message for your mom to leave you with have no regrets. Huge. Go out and live your life. Huge, yeah. yeah. And then define success. Success could be, I want to make it to every one of my kids, baseball games. Success could be like, I want to spend more time with family. You have to define success. I put success behind a number need to hit a million here. And when a million wasn't, I needed to hit, you know, 2 million here. And then when that, and it was just like, every time the number wasn't what was making me happy wasn't what you know in sales or whatever it is it literally just wasn't what was there so define your success write it down people listen to what linda's saying and learn from my mistakes and what i thought always had to be based off of a number
0: and that's the thing too is don't um because when my mom said that you know my dad was abusive he was extremely abusive and my mom was with my dad for 55 years before he passed away so when she said that to me it was because she had lived her life for him because she wanted to make sure that she wouldn't get hurt you know this was her this was her life the life that my mom had and so when she said that It was very important for me to hear that and live the rest of my life that way, because I realized that I had been going down a path somewhat similar to her, you know, at some points in my life where I was allowing other people to make my decisions. I was allowing other people to control me. And I decided that from that point, you know, I hear my mom, you know, don't, don't have any regrets and so that to me, that's successful. If I can go through each day and make my own decisions and be happy with them and you'll know, be like, I like to say, this is what I had a client call me one day. She was like, I'm having a hard time making a decision on this or that, or this or that or whatever. And I said, here's the thing, whatever decision you make right now is right for you right now. It doesn't have to be right for your future. You just need to make a decision and whatever a non-decision is a decision not to do something, or you can make a decision to do something. It's all up to you, but you make that decision, you stand by it and you say, this is the right decision for me right now. Now, later you can decide to change that decision, but you got to make some kind of decision to make some sort of movement so that you get, you get out of that stuckness that you're in. Like you mentioned, you know, stuckness or something like that earlier, but you got to make those decisions and then you move forward with conviction.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Own, own your decision. A positive outcome does not mean that you made the right decision, you know? So pay attention to what you did. It's like playing Russian roulette and winning. Was it still a good decision to play? Probably not for, you know, A set percentage of the people. So pay attention to the decisions and surround yourself with the right people with a mastermind and they'll help you in those decisions. So, you know, I feel that there are new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like when the world is winning, it's easier to win. You know, the successes can continue to flow in a little bit easier, but I think ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze, the world's still feeling the squeeze what are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you?
0: Well, I'm working on, I I relaunched my mastermind. I had been doing it a certain way for four and a half years that got a little too much of my time. Like just put it that way, because I was spending over 48 hours a month in the mastermind, which is kind of unheard of in the mastermind world. So I, I took a step back and I said, you know what? I think I'm not running this mastermind the way that's going to be most beneficial for everybody. So I took a step back and I reevaluated it. I made my decision, you know, to reevaluate it and come back into it with a fresh, fresher idea and a fresher view of it, of what my strengths and weaknesses are. And to like really um, hone in on those strengths that I have. Again, it was the technology piece and the listening to what you're not saying. Those are like my really two, you know, key expertises in there. And then I'm excited to do something I've never done before which is just launching some really many, many, mini courses. So I'm looking at launching some courses that are, that are very detailed and specific to like one little thing. And I'm going to try this and see how it goes. Uh, and I'm just excited. I love trying new things to see what works. And so, yeah, just putting something out there, you know, a $7 thing here or a $29 thing there, just trying it and seeing how it goes. Yeah.
2: Video courses, PDF quizzes, or is it mainly video?
0: It'll be mostly video, but then I'll also have some write of what do you call it, worksheets and stuff like that will be involved with them as well. I love doing videos. I've done over 4,000 videos, so I have a, a sweet spot for that because it's the fastest, easiest mode
2: to yeah. create something. You know? Love it. Love it, love it. All right, last one. What is a, a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if someone listening to this today implemented it would see a real impact on their personal or business life over the next 30, 60, 90 days?
0: Oh, this is an easy one for me because in 2015, I faced a fear every single day for a whole year. And one thing I learned through that year, I learned a lot of things, but one thing I learned is, you know, I, first of all, I gained a lot of confidence, but I created this seven step process that makes it so you can quickly and easily break through a fear. So the first thing is when when you're having a fearful moment, you have to recognize it that, that you're having a fearful moment. You know, um, awareness is the key to any change. If you're not aware you're having any issues, you can't make any change because you don't have that open mind, open heart, you open soul. So what you do is you're like, oh my gosh, I'm having a fear right now. How do I break through this fear? So I'll use a, a great example. This might seem like it's so simple to some people, but some people are going to get it. They're going to totally understand what I'm talking about here. And that is that, Like, let's say, for example, you're getting ready to make a phone call and it's a sales call and you don't like sales. So here's what you do is you ask yourself this question and it's a seven step question. So you ask yourself, if I make this phone call right now, will it adversely affect my life one year from today? And your answer is going to be no, for sure. You know, if I make this phone call now, will it adversely affect my life six months from today? So you go through this process all the way down to uh, three months, one month, one week, one day, one hour, nine times out of 10, your answers are going to be no all the way down to the one hour. And then you're going to say, oh, okay, my life is not going to be adversely affected. So I'm going to take this, make this call. So whatever it is, any kind of fear that you're experiencing when you go through this process, I can now make it through this process in a matter of you know, five seconds. I used to have to actually really think about it. Is it, you know, but now I can just like make it through because I realized that fear is my own self. Like I'm causing the fear. And so I can just quickly break through things by going through that seven step process. You have to say the full sentence each time. If I do a, will it adversely is the key word here. Will it adversely affect my life one year from today? So you go through that process each time, all the way down to one hour.
2: And so is it it a seven, is a seven step process to make real change or what is it just so I can,
0: well, seven step process to break through fear,
2: to break through fear. There we go Yeah. to break through feel love it. I love it. And the simplicity behind it, because sometimes we try to overcomplicate things and the best things in life are really simple when we just get out of our own way. We have got the founder of women action takers, Linda sunshine West, Linda, thank you so much for spending your time and, and allowing us to learn from you today.
0: Thank you, Brandon, for having me. This has been great. And I'm going to go back and listen to it and see what I learned for myself. Just kidding.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to the mastermind effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host. So you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the Mastermind Effect.